0: You're listening to Boys Don't Cry with Russell Kane, brought to you by Joe.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Boys Don't Cry.
0: <laughs> hey.
1: Yes. It's hosted by me, not Nick Grimshaw. Google the other one, Russell Kane. It's the podcast where we force boys to talk about the thing boys don't normally talk about. Some men are so bad at speaking about stuff, they actually speak in Morse code. Dot, 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 dash, dot, dot, dot. I'm leaving you. Where did that come from? Why weren't you listening? We take all kinds of subjects body hair, height, depression, suicide. It's comedy gold every step of the way. Joining me this week, comedian Adam Rowe. Radio 2 presenter OJ Ball. And of course, just so we don't descend into men talking about men, I have my lady auditor of the week. It's comedian Lou Conran. Make some noise, (laughs) people. Okay, so it's not so much a male topic this week, you'll be glad to know, Lou, but I am interested in the different ways men and women are affected by what we're going to talk about today. Each of us definitely has a relationship to this topic. If not, you are an android. So I want to talk about parenthood today, our relationship with it, mums, dads, the effects they have on us. First of all, if you could talk us through your setup, OJ. Mum, Dad, undivorced, divorced, uh, very divorced. No,
2: it wasn't traumatic, and it's weird. When I knew I was doing this, I didn't realise I was going to have to talk about my feelings. And then I came <laughs> into it thinking, actually, this could be therapy yeah. that you don't have to pay for. So I'm into this. Parents divorced when I was eight. Yep. Dad moved away. He moved back to Malta. Got two more kids. My mum. So we you, live... Your dad's Maltese. My dad's Maltese. Yeah. I oh, don't meet
1: many M- Maltese. Maltesers. Yeah. Is that right? Maltesers. Yeah, yeah. You,
2: you sort of do. They tend to Absolutely. blend into the background if you want to talk about awkward people. The Maltese well, are very like, I'm awkward. I like the
1: fact that when we get through that outer layer, there is that honeycomb of emotion just waiting to come. <laughs> That's
2: so incorrect. Maltesers don't have a honeycomb centre. It's more of a light biscuit.
1: Oh, right. Dan. So, yeah, yeah my dad moved do. back to Malta
2: when I was 10 or 11, <laughs> but I didn't see him really. I saw him once a year from that point onwards, which was weird, not having a father figure around. Uh, he got remarried to a woman who hated me, really did hate me. It was one of those situations. God, I really am talking about my feelings.
1: No, so, I don't oh, even so what age was this? Because I don't think it makes a difference. There'll be so many people listening to this and people in our room today who's separated parents. It's almost more normal. I think it's going beyond one in three now. Soon it'll be one in two and probably more.
2: It was where I grew up. Because after my parents got divorced, we moved to a council estate where if the parents were together, you were like, uh what's wrong with them? Yeah, exactly. But The parents like each other. He knows
1: his dad, freak, freak.
2: Yeah. So yeah, so my dad moved back to Malta. <laughs> mum had another one. And then later in life, my dad, age 60, had another kid, which was bizarre.
1: So, how old were you when this separation happened? Eight, eight years old. Yeah, eight. See, eight they say is the cutoff. They they reckon between if you can get to eight years old without anything too traumatic happening, you might be okay. I think I was seven and a half. Damn it! great. Yeah. <laughs> they just
2: got under the barrier. They got divorced on the ten years to the day they got married, which they then told me. I was like, oh yeah, cool, well done, congratulations, good anniversary.
1: And uh, Adam, what's your setup?
2: Parents
3: broke up when I was about ten years old. Copycat. It was sort of my fault. <laughs> Uh, what, you're
1: saying that you split your parents up?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't mean it. It wasn't malicious. I was just trying to get myself out of trouble. Basically, I'd stole some of my dad's beers. And he was like, Have you stole my beers? And I said, No, that was my mum. And I was ten, so I didn't understand that my mum was an alcoholic. Which is true. And then she was like, You've been drinking again? She was like, I fucking haven't, I really haven't touched any of the alcohol. And I was like, Well, I didn't touch it, and then they had a big argument. And halfway through the argument I was like, Dad, it was me, but they'd already gone too far.
1: So wait a minute, we're all laughing because <laughs> you have beer and see good one. It out it turns out. <laughs> Are you you messing around? Did that actually... No, no, that is exactly what happened. So you caused an argument by making it look as though your mum had been drinking when she But I didn't
3: know she had a drinking problem
1: (laughs) when I told that lie. And I did try
3: to take it back. That's quite a
1: heavy thing for someone to carry.
3: Yeah, uh, uh, for a while you do think it's your fault, but eventually your parents do go, we were going to break up anyway. It was just the straw that broke the camel's back.
1: Both of you ended up living with your Mm mums? I lived with my mum, yeah. So this is the first thing I want to talk about mums and dads and where it makes a difference, who disappears and who's left with whom. First of all, I just want to share you what your setup was, Lou. Stable I'm, married parents? I'm
0: really sorry, but my parents are still together. Are they happy,
1: though? Don't be ridiculous. No. Okay, that's fine. No, that's
0: fine. My dad did shift work for most of his working life, just to get out of the house. Just to get... That's how they stayed married. It's just because he was never there. Because while my mum was at home looking after me and my sister, he fucked off to work.
1: Okay. That's, it's good. It's good that You've got that. But do you think boys are more affected than girls by an absent dad go, OJ? But I don't know because I've never had a dad around. So I would... looking, amongst, looking amongst your friends, your experience of, of life. Yeah, I would guess
2: people, people are we... probably more adjusted than me. I think you end up getting confused by what a father figure is if your dad's not around. And I only realised this because I was you know, happy-go-lucky, trying yeah. to be positive at all times. Had a real low-level guilt that it was my fault they'd broken up. Although it wasn't like should you, have really had yeah, To be honest with you about that one, <laughs> <laughs>
1: at least it wasn't an explicit reason. Like no. the <laughs> I should have nicked the beer,
2: and it, I only realised I'd not had a father figure around when I came to try to learn to shave, and I was like, oh, hang on, no one ever showed me how to do that. It's only you know, it wasn't like he wasn't around; he was still there emotionally, but we had no money, and he lived in Malta, so we couldn't afford the phone calls to call yeah. him. And once a year, maybe we could afford the flight and I'd go out for a couple of weeks, but other than that, I didn't really know what it was like to have a father around.
1: So, what, what about you, Adam? Did you grow up think, missing that? Role of a father? Or no, because you... I'm from
3: a council estate in Liverpool, and what happens when you and split up there is your dad just moves round the corner in with his <laughs> sister. <laughs> so does he at the gate going, "I
1: still love you"? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, he was more in the pub going, "Thank fuck, I'm free." Uh, he literally just moved in with my auntie, who literally lived in the very next road, so we, he wasn't absent as much. I still seen him quite a lot. I just lived with me mum.
1: You know what I mean? But what do you think he's lost when a Boy, it's quite controversial, some of this stuff, because now we're in the age of postmodern people where there are no labels, nothing means anything, everything can mean whatever you want, there's no gender, there's no this. Meanwhile, back in the real world, boys without dads are more likely to get into trouble yeah, than boys with dads. So that's un- um, an inconvenient truth. It is the truth. Yeah. What is it that's lost? The authority? Do you need someone to give you a clear I had the opposite problem. I was over-fathered ever-present, undivorced, 16-stone of shaven-headed BNP-voting lump of Essex steak, a weightlifter, a steroid injector, lifeguard in full, like, competing, oiling up and doing... You know, doing that pose in the mirror with a lot uh, He was a metal worker, semi-professional rugby player, and he had me, of course, the pepperami with hair on for a son. We were just <laughs> opposite. So I had a strange relationship with authority and that, like, I don't want to be like that at all. That's when I started skipping and, and reading... At the same time? <laughs> well, <laughs> That's so talented. The, you know, I was ostracised for many years, but now it's paid for two houses. Um, <laughs> it was so powerful, this alpha male, this silverback, knuckle-dragging mother. if it wasn't there, what the hell would I become? Would it would have been like a firework just let off in a shoebox. But
2: does it not come down to socio-economical reasons, though? Because a lot of times, if you get divorced... I mean, when my parents were together, we lived in a house. When we got divorced, we ended up on a council estate, and it was a fairly dodgy council estate. Yeah. Child abuser lived downstairs... Downstairs? Yeah. Yeah, it was flats. It's like, it was oh, just okay. in the cellar of the house room. you are in um, so okay, yeah. a lodger. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, my mum you had to make you money come in, somehow. You're going in the fucking basement, <laughs> Jeff, okay? <laughs> um, Touch anyone, mate. So the problem was, we were, we were in a place where, where there was more chance to get into trouble. Yeah. And I didn't really get into trouble because I still had a strong mother figure in my life. I think it's
1: probably a fallacy to say just because you've not got a dad around. So you, Hold on a second. That's, that, what you've said there is quite contentious. You think it's a fallacy? I think
2: you can read too much into those statistics Do because think... what we're talking about here is when you get divorced there's less money coming into the family. Right. Unless you're from a middle class background and there's enough money to pay for two households somebody's probably going into social housing. If that social housing is on an estate that's got problems already yep. then surely people might be dragged into trouble where they wouldn't have done if you'd have stayed living in the in Essex so, in, a, in a nice house. So what you're saying is
1: if we con- Controlled out poverty and socio-economic reasons and we took all boys all dads who've been absent then you'd say there's less likelihood of malfunction on the emotional or behavioural level in a posh family than there is in a council estate family Possibly.
3: Nah, that's nonsense That's absolute bother. Well, no, I'm,
1: what I'm saying is you can, you, can, you
2: can read wrong into the figures I think Silent. Adam might disagree, I'm not being quite right here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, don't, I don't like, maybe it's just the working class I'm sure I don't like the idea that just because you're born into a a poor area means you're going to end up No, but I also don't like the idea that just because
2: you've not got two parents together, you're going to get into trouble. No,
3: yeah, but the the absence of authority will definitely contribute to... If you can get away with stuff... I know I used to get away with stuff because come seven o'clock, my mum was drunk, so I was like, I want to set a fire in the garden. Can I do that? Yeah. Then (laughs) I can get away with it because Dad wasn't there to go, don't set a fire in the garden. She she said, have we
1: got a garden?
3: (laughs) It's more of a yard...
1: (laughs) Um, okay, so we, it's good, disagreement's good, guys, but let's go let's go to Lou, because I do, i am got more sympathy with what Adam's saying. It's old school, and I probably will get in trouble for saying this, my Twitter will probably light up, but there's something hardwired in humans to have this double role. I'm not even saying it has to be a man and a woman, it could be two men, two women, whatever, but I think... This double role is, is needed. You see it every, a lot of the time in nature repeating. We are supposed to have an authority figure.
0: My dad was from a, a broken... See, I have got divorce in the family. Hurrah, yeah. I fit in. But my, my dad was... His parents split up. My, my nan was bonkers and my grandad uh, fucked anything with a hole. So... A oh no. um, couple of
1: cars, exhaust pipes. ruined in the street. <laughs> he, he loved them terribly. princesses.
0: <laughs> but um, my, my dad was the eldest of eight. And right. he had to then become the father figure, so he, he didn't have any of this kind of I need to rebel, I need to do this, whatever, because he had a role to fit in. He then became the father within that family because my nan was poorly, and his dad had pissed off with somebody the same age as my dad. So it was that was weird. That was he had to be he had to fulfil that role. And so what about,
1: what about this idea that wound Adam up? I do have I do have sympathy with it as well. I've got to be honest, actually, that if you grow up on a council no, I'm, not, I'm
2: not necessarily dogging on council estates. no at all. I grew up, up on, on council roads so I a yeah. lot like I can comment absolutely all I'm saying is I think if you're looking at the figures say, I just think it's, it's disrespectful to single parent families whether that's a man or a woman yep. a single parent family to say that your kid's more likely to get in trouble if there's figures then there's figures but
1: but I'm, I, I actually agree to a certain extent I can only talk about my experience I lived in Enfield in a council road. Two doors that way, weed, trips. Another door, you've got some MDMA. Three doors that way, you're skunk, solid. And that's you know, going to stop you there's getting into trouble. a glue sniffer over the park. I mean, it was all there. You had to be an, a saint not to think, well, I wonder what, I wonder what's going on over at uh, Roller Express this weekend with everyone's eyes are rolled in the back of their head and they're dancing to techno. Sod that. I'm going to read a Penguin classic instead. And be re- <laughs> I mean, you had to be a sort of a freak to, to miss it a little bit. Do you not think if you're nearer to stuff, Adam, you're more likely to taste that stuff? That's just basic logic, surely.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. If there's opportunity to get in trouble, then you're more likely to get in trouble.
1: Who had... So you had another father figure come into your life, OJ, that hated you? No, no, my, my stepmother hated me. Don't your stepmother?
2: My, um, who my dad's divorced as well now. But no, I had another father figure come into my life in a way. My mum, not remarried, but a long-term partner. Yeah. But he, was, he never wanted to be a dad to me. He didn't want to be. It wasn't in his repertoire, and it was fine. We sort of had a, a friendly relationship. I stole his records, and then he told me off for it, and that was about it. So it wasn't almost worse than having a father. No, it name. was just for me. It was I, I. I always sold it to myself. Was I got two sets of birthday, a birthday and Christmas presents because you had two families apart. I was so overly. Optimistic about the whole thing and enthusiastic about it. Yeah, my parents are divorced. It's fine. It's not a problem. <laughs> Who cares? I get a holiday in Malta for two weeks a year, so it never really I saw it as a problem. So we had a sort of neutral. Re- he was like
1: France, really. He was he there, was, but no interaction. <laughs> more Switzerland, Switzerland than God. anything.
2: But he was there. He was around. It was fine. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad.
1: We're friends now. Adam, do you, what's, what's your old man like? is he an alpha male? Is he a fighter um, a lover? I think he likes.
2: He likes to
3: pretend he's probably stronger than he is he's a typical man man, push your feelings down we'll
1: just deal with them in 30 years time via a heart attack sort of thing Um, that is is the male do you know I know that's what you're saying is almost a joke but that is the latest theory no one can work out why men have shorter lifespans than women there is no reason there's nothing in our DNA there's no genetic reason why every boy in this room and every boy listening will live five to seven years less than every girl and in fact it doesn't happen in every society The societies it doesn't happen in, guess what, are the ones that have geographical quirks, like say they're on hillsides or mountainsides, where the men can't isolate themselves and become miserable when they get older. (laughs) So say, for example, one example is... um, In Sardinia, there's these hill settlements that's got the highest rate of male centenarians over the globe. And guess what happens there? Because of the way these houses are stuck in the side of the hills every day. Oh, get out of my house. Oh, I want, Grandpa. How are you doing? There's women, there's kids running through. They're forced to share and interact. Our society is very much, like you say, push it down. Like Men, when we're younger, quite good, quite chatty. But as we get older, less hugs, less kisses, less interaction, chair in the corner, heart attack, death. That is, that is the Western male model, yeah, yeah. isn't it? So they, the theory is, get this, gentlemen, that men think themselves to death.
0: Wow. And, and,
1: the, and you get this generation of women in their 60s who are relatively young, who then have to pretend to grieve. How will I survive without the miserable bastard? What a disaster. <laughs> oh, how will I go on without my parking being mocked on a daily basis? How will I, how will I survive? So what, you, what you're saying there is backed up by, it's not cause it's only correlation but still it seems to be where men aren't allowed to, to do that yeah. they live yeah
3: totally i mean my dad has also smoked since he was seven so i think oh, I that might <laughs> as well <Sorry>. contributed
1: <laughs> to the heart <laughs> <laughs> as well fuck's um, sake <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah i do think it definitely affects people like when, when you're not talking about your feelings you are internalizing them they don't just disappear mm. they are staying within you which is a really
0: negative way of dealing with stuff my, my dad told me he loved me for the first time two weeks ago on a text. So that's the first time in 44 years. that he's number? T- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and the reason for that was because I bought him a dinner on a steam train. <laughs> and he's always wanted to go on a steam train and have dinner on a steam train, a murder mystery night. And he said, oh, yeah, that was the best night of our bed. Thank you. Love you. Uh, thought,
1: without oh. the eye, though. It's not the same without the eye, is it? Yeah. How many people in the room, if you said... Girls, if you said to a boy, I love you, and he went, yeah, yeah, love you. It's not the same, is it? So, like, <gasps> where's the "I"? motherfucker? Oh, you've just ruined, <laughs> you just ruined it. it. You've we just nice
0: ruined it for me. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I cried when I got that message. No, no, I was like, no, my dad's just wrong. told me he love. me, but you are fucking ruined It's the it.
1: methadone on the way to the heroin of love. <laughs> it, it still can. But you know, my mum always said this, because I've got one brother, if only you'd had a sister your dad would have been different. It would have melted him. He'd have been like butter. A girl softens a man's temperament. Has anyone got like a larger age gap and a smaller sister and saw that difference? Well, I've got a very large age
2: gap between me and my sister. My dad had another kid at age 60, so (laughs) 35 years between me and my sister? He's clearly not softening on any level. No, not at all. Uh... (laughs) Do Do you know what? It was a few days before I got married that he told me that his new girlfriend, who's very nice, was pregnant, and I was like, Dad, <laughs> Dad, you, Dad, you know it's hard work, sleepless nights. There was like a real weird role reversal where I was trying to tell him to not do
1: it. So do you think what I've said is more speculation? Do you think my mum's wrong? Or do you think that men, even the alpha male dads, like Lou sounds to be in mine, are different with girls than they are with sons? Does the, any of the audience think that? Any, anyone, who thinks that's true? Show of hands? I've always wanted to do that. Not many. The girls don't think it's true. Well, it's not, as Jonathan Dumoulin said, it's not a scientific audience, but the self-selected audience here don't seem to agree with me.
0: My dad didn't want girls because he's got five (laughs) sisters and then he got two daughters and he's never been more disappointed in his life. Uh, But (laughs) my mum's thrilled because he doesn't like football and anything like that. But I don't know if he'd have had... He's got two brothers and my dad's not particularly... I don't know, he's not really... I don't know how it would have affected him if he'd have had boys. Is I think... tactile? You no, know. you have to put him on like a waistcoat. You have to literally but manoeuvre him. Working
1: class people tend to, you know, they're up at the side of the room waving for you, you can get them. See you later Out the door.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's... Whereas middle class yeah. people want to
1: kiss you all the time. Oh, it's so nice to yeah. see you
0: again and let me kiss part of your body. Does, Stop touching me. It does the classic... <laughs> Tap, there Tap. we go, Here that's we it, alright then, well done, nice to see you, Shoulders there we go, place. that's <laughs> it, bye bye, oh god, she's going to come near me, oh god, there we go, bye bye, that's it, yeah. Like yeah. he's
3: thanking a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what <laughs> was an invoice? Good, Good job, bro. Good job. job. Adam, is it, a, is it a fallacy, do you think? You're bound to feel more protective of girls, because, oh, I think dads are more protective of girls than the are of sons. Yeah, I'm like, oh, just, just making
1: uh, it dramatic. <laughs> No, I've seen a couple of faces go, oh, you can't because say that, it's 2018. Because, um, because we are losing those kinds of conversations for fear of offending people. And I'm from Green sh- Party voting, covered in hummus, free Tibet. I'm the worst of them. But I'm such a free speech believer, I like to go to the opposite of what I believe sometimes, just to say it, because sometimes it shines a light. Particularly stuff like this, which is so important.
3: Well, right? The problem with stereotypes and prejudice in general is that It's obviously used in an abhorrent way a lot of the time Mm. and can create fear. But stereotypes don't come from absolutely nowhere. Do you know what I mean? People haven't just gone, oh, well, this
1: is what I think about this group. And this is a scouser saying this, so... Do you know what I mean? People judge... There are no stereotypes (laughs) that aren't based in reality.
3: (laughs) People judge groups based on the representative they've met of them. Do you you know what Uh, I mean? Of course. If you've never met a scouser before and you're just looking at me you will... Naturally, and it's a very human, normal thing to go. That's what scousers are like. But obviously, we're all different people. Mm. We're boys and girls. Men are bound to feel more protective. It's not because you want to. It's a natural thing. You you want to protect your daughter, whereas with your your son, you're like he's just a little me. He can look after
1: himself. If you feel like a confident fellow. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty for saying that. OJ, that you you have a daughter. Like, yeah, four-year-old daughter. Right. So we're not. You're not far away from me. I've got a two-year-old. Yeah.
2: I and I I sort of agree with that. I don't think it's the worst stereotype to say that dads want to protect their daughters, and it's not more than they want to. Protect their daughters the more than their sons. I don't know. I've not got a son, so I couldn't. I couldn't tell you the difference. I would hope that I would be the same with both of them. But there is a level of I want to protect my daughter. Part of it is when they get older. I know what I
1: was like as a teenager. I don't want them to go anywhere near them. And me too. I, if my daughter plays Dungeons and Dragons, I'll be gutted. Yeah, that's, I lost. Were <laughs> you Dungeon years. Master? No, I was a 17th level wizard. I could have destroyed you with one roll of a dice. <laughs> but I wouldn't want it for her. <laughs> I just just want to pick up one point about your dad my dad never said that to me I'm not like my dad never told me he loved me because I think I would have died of embarrassment but a couple of times he got near it I call it the five stellar wobble where he'd had five stellar artois and the head was like there was a softness about it he might have Picked up a job. He was self-employed. I've got a big job. He's a cash boy. He'd have a cigar on. Five stellars, like, oh, come here. And i like, what's happening? What's, what's happening? Oh, you, know what? you know what? You know what, mate? You know, I'll never tell you. but And you think it's coming. And at yeah. the last minute, he would always change it. And the one that sticks in my mind is I've always wanted to say, you know what, boy? I've never hit you, have I? <laughs> I I've never laid a finger. Have I ever hit? No, Dad, thank you, Father of the Year. <laughs> you never true. me. No, no, but you know what? And he actually said to me, but you know why? Don't take the piss point. Do you know why I've never hit you? And I thought, it's coming. This is where he says it. And I swear to God, this is what he said. It's because if I'd started, I wouldn't have fucking stopped. <laughs> I didn't trust myself. I could crush an apple with my bicep on a fucking monster and walked out. I knew what he wanted to say. But even though my parents were divorced, and I saw my dad once a year, hardly spoke to him,
2: I never suffered from him not telling he loved me. And whenever I saw him, there was lots of hugs. But maybe that's a difference with a Mediterranean father. I want, up,
1: I want to pick up cultural differences after that, because that is fascinating, because I do think there's something there. Today, I'm wearing the results of our sponsorship... Eagle-eyed audience might be able to see this tight skin fade i got going on on the side from my ear, which goes into a number one. My tight fade was topped up this morning with my Harry's razor. Yes, boy. Uh, Harry's, independent razor company, multi-blades, really close shave. Closer than that time I was doing a poo outside Asda and someone nearly caught me. It's that level of a close shave genuinely using the product it's not just that it's good a couple of geezers did it wanted to make really good razors and they're doing it for themselves so check it out oh i didn't mention the lubricating strip i feel like such a fool (laughs) And, and by the way it's the type of razor girls will want to steal ruin and then leave in the bath with unidentified dna hanging out of it so you can bin in a temper and have an argument it's perfect for that as well ladies so get started shaving today with Harry's by claiming your trial set for £3.95. Support our podcast and get your trial set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five-blade cartridge and foaming shave gel. There's also a travel bait cover. Go to harrys.com forward slash Russell Kane right now. That's harrys.com forward slash Russell Kane. Now, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but before we carry on, I want to tease you with something else going on on Joe. Hello, I'm James O'Brien. If you like this podcast, you'll probably like Unfiltered. It's a long form interview show where I speak to some of the most interesting people from the worlds of entertainment, sport, media and politics. We've covered quite a lot of ground. Everyone from Lily Allen, Gary Lineker, Jamie Oliver and Paris Lees right through to the king himself, Eric Cantona. And that one really is special. Unfiltered is available everywhere that you get your podcasts. Subscribe now to get all of the previous episodes and the new ones as and when they come out. Thank you James. This is Boys Don't Cry with me Russell Kane and my panel today Adam Rowe, OJ Borg and Lou Conran. We are talking about parents, being parented. We haven't even got on to becoming parents. We've spent a lot of time talking about the difference of being a male parent, being uh, parented by a female parent, dads and daughters, but just before the break, OJ said something which I wanted to ask him about anyway because I'm convinced it's true. There is a cultural difference particularly with dads, emotional literacy off the scale. The hotter the country, the more likely the dad is to sob and hug, correct?
2: I've never seen my dad cry. Really? But he's No, 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 he's done some weird things, but he's never cried. What
1: about when you ate Revels? He's like, you would betrayed the family.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, he, um, no, but he's always hugged me, he's always told me he loved me, but... The problem with that, there's another side to it, because what you're doing is you're taking that, that hot-blooded Mediterranean thing, which, once again, is a stereotype. It's an absolute stereotype, he says, with his dad having had a kid at 60.
1: Um, <laughs> I still love.
2: <laughs> we laugh about it. I've never met her, Not yet. I'm supposed really? To be out there to see. No, I've not been out there yet. So you've got, how old's your little, little sister? So my little, little sister is two, I think. It's bizarre. Like, my daughter's four, so my daughter's two years older than her own auntie. It's a, it's a real bizarre oh, no, situation. I feel like I'm in Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Who That's are like you? That's like am... estate influence there. Yeah. <laughs> I am the tiny auntie from the future. <laughs> it's, it's, it's
2: almost on the Bill Wyman levels. When he was with Mandy Smith, and Bill Wyman's son married Mandy Smith's mum, I got the hugs. He might not have been there in person, but I knew he was always there, and I always knew that he loved me and he cared for me, and he asked me how I was all the time. But on the other side of that, there was a lot of temper. There was a lot of being angry about things. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of things that go on. So sometimes I would look at other people's dads. So yeah, fair enough, they didn't say, I love you. Like my wife's dad is, I think, once. And we, you know, we've had a kid, got married, and he's once said to my
1: wife, I love
2: you. And and where, every t- you know,
1: he, is he from the UK? Where he's about? from the UK. Uh,
2: grew up in Macclesfield. They now just moved. But it's, you know, and I sometimes would think, I wish I had that. I wish I had a middle of the road. Mm. Doesn't have to say loves me, but it's just on one level all the time. But I didn't, you know, so it swings and roundabouts.
1: Is it more, like, Maltese? Is it more you can show your emotions more? Are people more emotional? there? Was it just like the rest of England where it's so hard? It's like a concrete rod inside where you have to go, I love you! Is, is it like um, that? I
3: mean, my dad's definitely told me he's loved me, like, throughout my whole life, and my mum definitely did, do you know what I mean? So I, do, I don't know. I do think he struggles to show, my dad does struggle to show his feelings,
1: but not his feelings towards me and my little brother. What about you, Lou? Have you got any friends from different cultures where you're like, my God, your dad's is so different. My
0: sister is married to a Brazilian and they live. <laughs> it's so like hard that.
1: not to be immature, <laughs> isn't it? It's really hard. So, very um, well groomed, is it? Anyway, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> just a really thin beard.
0: <laughs> With Harry's razors. Hold <laughs>
1: well on, you just paid the bills for the next six weeks. Thank you, weeks. you're welcome.
0: Anyway, uh, so, so They do you... live in Brazil. She's lived in Brazil for 20-odd years. And do, and... You, know, do
1: you notice the difference? Yeah, in... massively. Really?
0: Yeah, yeah. Culturally, he is... When I sort of first got to know him, it was that, I'll have to be careful, but it was kind of that kind of South American stereotypical role. He is the father. The women should, you know, rally around and do what they need to do. But he is with his daughter, my niece. Uh, he is... He's the most in touch with his feelings, mm. more so than I, out of any man that I've ever met. What is it? Because, I don't know, because, because they're why, so smothered by... In in South America, the the, the relationship between the mum and the son is so...
1: Sigmund Freud. Yeah. 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 yeah but... Oh, I slipped on a banana skin. and fuck my mum. <laughs> help Freudian slip. No, I can't help noticing, and we will move on to being parents ourselves in a minute, that... The pattern of like British dads and mums not being actually to show their emotions is repeated. Sweden, Denmark, Finland. It's weather, isn't it? Isn't it weather? Given that it's awful in Denmark. Well, that's like what I Manchester. mean. Yeah. The, the, those places have got less emotional literacy. So it seems to be the hotter the country, the more likely the dad is, I love you. What? Yeah,
0: but they're all in touch with their, because the heat just makes them fucking horny all the time. Is that what it so is? Just, well, we've yeah! Have had a heat
1: wave here for a bit? Are you so telling yeah, me that everyone's uh, so more in touch with their feelings? Tell me about it. Feelings. I'm fucking
0: rubbing on. myself on every hang bit of furniture a so that I can we've
1: get had a heat, on. We've had a heat wave. and what did Lou's dad do for the first
3: time it's this
0: week? It's all being lovely! Let's
3: not ignore the fact that this is linked to the fact as soon as the sun's out everyone gets fucking pissed. Yeah. <laughs> but finally That's when a... you tell people you love them. That's what it is. But all getting drunk in South America and be like I fucking love you, mate. I've always no, loved you.
0: They're so they're so chilled and so relaxed over there because there's no because it's so hot. You can't rush about. You can't everyone's just so laid back because it's just too hot to get annoyed about anything and everyone's just like passionate and loving So finally,
2: there's a positive to global warming. Fair enough. Agriculture's going to break down. We're all going to die. Polar bears are going to cease to exist. But hey,
1: we'll be able to talk to each other. That'll be the last thing that happens as we sink into the post-apocalyptic nuclear sunburst dust is someone's dad will go, I love you, son. And then (laughs) Essex (laughs) will disappear. (laughs) Anyway, I want to talk about perhaps the most, arguably the most important subject, becoming a parent yourself. The experience of becoming a dad yourself what it felt like did you cry and then of course we're going to find out how different it is to be becoming a mum and all the stuff that's in, involved with that i finally did it got a two-year-old daughter and for me all my friends wound me up you wait you wait when you hold that baby you're gonna know you're gonna when you hold that baby all these feelings you've never experienced before are gonna go and do you know what i felt nothing. absolutely nothing, nothing. I thought, am I a serial killer? Am I Ted Bundy? What's wrong with me? It turns out everyone has emotions at different rates and different things. But there's there's now the stereotype for men that you feel nothing all the time. And through pregnancy, you don't. I can't tell you, pregnancy is so weird for men. Please don't any of the women stab me in the room, right? I'm not suggesting that we do even 10% of what you do. But just imagine for a second being so emotionally involved in something you have nothing to do with. That is a mind-bender, being a, a shit assistant manager. Just, do you want any more nappies? Shut your mouth, you prick. Thank you. Huh? You get to carry around little tubs of piss. That's yeah. the thing I remember. always mind. little tubs of wee. And did you... So what was your emotional experience? Well, you see,
2: I was... You see, I've never ever spoken about this, and I'm glad you said that first. it's a safe space. Thank you. But... Through the pregnancy, I was like, yeah, this, the feelings are going to come. The feelings are going to come. Because I think, especially because we do it later in life now, you're trying to get your career going, especially doing this sort of thing. You have the ups and downs, and you have your friends, and you're partying, and everyone does it later. And none of my friends had had kids when my wife got pregnant. And all the way through it, I was expecting to get more and more involved in it, and my feelings would get more involved in it. And it didn't happen, and then she went into labour, and that took three days. And I thought, at some point here, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then Nora May popped out, and I was, I was waiting for this lightning bolt of emotions and it never came and don't get me wrong I was there I was attentive I did my share of the work as much as I could and I supported but it took you know, I remember thinking a month in and I've got a dog Lebowski and I remember thinking if someone asked me to choose between the dog or the (laughs) baby look I'm being honest honest here I know but the problem was I was thinking this is am I allowed to swear on this this is fucked up thinking that you know I'd even have a moment of thought between my dog and my daughter now don't get me wrong it did come to me but it took me months. But it was too late by then. You by that t- point, she <laughs> had two, two pugs and a
1: bulldog. Yeah. You on your own. But
2: it, it took me that amount of time to get to the point. Now, now, anyone, you know, we're getting back to overprotected fathers. Now she's my world. I mean, she blags me all the time. She got me to pick her up from nursery yesterday. She wasn't ill. She just had me on. Yeah. But but it, it took me it took me a while to get into it and I
1: thought I was weird I thought I was a terrible person I thought I was a serious you're killer. not weird I, I just my last show was talking. I hope about she never us. listens to this I'm sorry <laughs> listen you'd be surprised how many men and women I don't know how many mums are in the audience held this baby just come out of their body and they're like what the fuck I don't feel anything that's when I think some girls lose it because you've all been wound up that you're supposed to feel a certain thing now, bonding can take months it might not happen until a year you might have all sorts of hormonal post depression depression no one talks about about this stuff, but for men, it's got the added complication of being something that's happening to someone else over there. And the other thing that's dark that no one talks about is everyone in the films in the movies is you think somebody have got some younger gentlemen in the front row today I'm assuming you none of you have kids are you all childhood so you think you're going to meet a woman of your dreams fall in love and you're going to go home the first night and both of you with your arm around each other staring at the crew going, what will she become she could be prime minister she could be a dancer she could be a physicist I love you so much do you want to know what you'll really be thinking please don't oh, die please don't die yeah. just over and over again she stopped breathing she's dead the soft bit of the head's collapsed she I'm blue. She stopped breathing. What does it mean? You'll think that for a year. Good luck.
2: Yeah. But can I, can I just point out that it's, it's not just men that suffer with this. I know my wife struggled at the time because nowadays, especially with the, with the society we have, there's a lot of very, there's some very aggressive women when it comes to, I'm perfect, my labour was perfect, my birth oh, was perfect. Oh. And I don't know if you've got friends or anyone's got friends like oh. that. There's this... As a woman, you have to be so brilliant and be attached immediately and breast perfectly and do all these things. So she had as
1: many problems, I think, as I had. We talked about it like a year later, but it
2: took a while to get you to know, it. Do you know what
1: the worst one is, Adam, with the weeds covered? There is a competition at the moment between women of who can have the least painkiller and least hospital stuff after 300 years of women dying in fields without assistance all of a sudden it's like I had less painkiller than you really I didn't go to hospital didn't you I didn't go to hospital and I cut through my phone lines and hammered my door so even if I was distressed I, could have... I was pecked up by crows while I gave birth in Rwanda and it was like it was crazy I mean if men we'd compete the opposite way me I did a gram of MDMA fired it out of my bum I went up <laughs> Can you imagine it, Adam? Are you are you long-term related? Have you got kids? What's the plan? Uh, I haven't got a kid yet. Um, so hearing me, hearing the two men speak about their emotional experiences, that surprised you that we've said that? Were um, you expecting us to say, "I oh, held my baby, the tears washed her head"?
2: No, like, I do. I do think <laughs> you expect that Lion King moment. That's yeah. the
1: moment I was expecting. Oh, that one. <laughs> what you wanted to give your baby
3: to a baboon?
2: Yeah. Well, Lindsay <laughs> gave it to to hold me. it over to rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: and rock. Um, it doesn't surprise me. Everyone reacts to everything at different paces with different emotions, and you have to accept that. That competition between the women is absolutely ridiculous. That like They're trying to, it's just stupid. Everyone reacts in their own way. I think I would react exactly how you guys did if I didn't feel straight away, oh my God, this is my world, because I know friends have at least pretend that that's how they felt. I would feel, oh my God, am I I'd have had the same reaction as you guys. But after a while, I'd realize this is normal. Hmm. I don't think you, you have to react
1: the way y- your best mate did. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to move on, Lou, to talk about you. Because I know, you, if you don't know Lou's stuff, look it up. Lou did an amazing, very provocative show last year. The subject matter is unreal, so I don't know how you feel about talking about the subject matter. We've been no, having a bit of a fine. light-hearted debate. It's been no, talking about people. All, Your story yeah. is incredible. How you've milked comedy from it, you should be like <laughs> sitting on the Nobel first stand-up at the moment. So talk <laughs> well, us through what
0: happened. Well, the show I did in Edinburgh last year, it was all about how I got pregnant and how I got told uh, about five and a half months pregnant there was something wrong with my baby and that they had to terminate the pregnancy so um, I then was induced and had to give birth to it and everything and blah 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 um, and nobody talks about that sort of thing everybody talks about oh great you're pregnant oh well here's your bounty pack and here's your here's your advice from the doctor and this oh you must go and see the midwife and you're, you're old so at my age I was considered a geriatric mother hurrah so it's like so feel the tension in the room it's fine but so nobody ever warns you the in your, in your yeah just going upstairs to piss I've on just, this oh fuck I've done it just now. drop it in the commode it'll tell me if I'm up the duff yeah. or not <laughs> yeah, but nobody warns you about the no. grim side of things. Nobody warns you no, that, you know, you go for your anomaly test, which is uh, the test of the scan that you have at five months. But most people go, oh, that's the test where we're going to find out what flavour it is. Yeah. Nobody, you kind of don't really take it on board that that anomaly test and, is there for a reason. And
1: thank you for talking about that with us. But what was your relationship status at the time? You married you were guy, oh, with a guy, with a girl? What's going on? I just... At the time when it uh, happened...
0: Uh, I'd, I'd been seeing somebody for about six weeks. Right. Previously, I'd been told I couldn't get pregnant, and after a night on the red wine and uh, <laughs> uh, an accident with a cock up the ass, uh, well, normally that would prevent pregnancy I mean, there's, traditionally. Up the ass. Yes. Well, that was
1: powerful sperm. Uh, wasn't
0: yes. It? There's, there's a whole different whole different story there with a, a, a anal and. Um, yeah.
1: Do tune in for next week when we talk about bum sex and we'll be anyway. <laughs> the Basically,
0: there was, there was just... Anyway, just a very <laughs> Boys long story. don't cry. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you uh, yeah. It wasn't a
1: stable... So you've got the extra no. thing of it wasn't a stable. No, loving. and he's a
0: twat. So I wasn't... I realised pretty soon on into whatever the fuck we were doing that he was an idiot. So I was planning on getting rid of him and then I found out I was pregnant. So I was like, oh, shit oh, God, I'm going to have to try and make this relationship work because can, I'm... Can
1: I just... I'm not trying to be provocative. No, no. Go. But sometimes, you know, when you see it in TV programmes or on films, it's, you go, what was going through your head at that... Did it not enter your head at that moment to think, is this the best thing to do, to go forward-given, I don't like this? My going. heart
0: was going, go on your own, and but my head was going, well, what's your mum and dad going to say?
1: But, we, but was, you, was your head always, I'm going to stay pregnant no matter what, even if it's a complete... Yeah, end of because my I'd own. always
0: wanted to have a, a baby. Right. And I'd been through the whole thing of being told that I couldn't get pregnant. And at the time, they said, oh, you've got about a year to try and get pregnant in the time that they said my fertility was low. So I was, like, going to sperm clinics and all of that, trying to sort of, like, investigate that. So, and then I sort of made my peace with it. And you I was just, like,
1: with a bottomless cup in, in Nando's, <laughs> just refilling.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> mm. so, uh, so mm. I was, yeah, I was just, like, in a year I'd, like, explored that and then come to terms with the fact that it wasn't going to happen. So I'd made my peace with it. Then I got up the duff. So it was like, oh, fuck. I've done all my grieving but now I'm pregnant, now I've got to get my head around that, then I got my head around it, and then I found out there was something wrong so it was just like But what's
1: impressive is you then thought, that was bad now let's turn it into a stand-up show I mean, that (laughs) that is rock solid Do Do
0: you know what it was? The catalyst was because I'd written an article about what had happened, and the reaction I'd got from that article meant that there was hundreds and hundreds of thousands even of women that this has happened to that are not talking about it. So I thought, well, I have a platform to do that. So so.
1: the second reason I was asking about your relationship status wasn't just to be nosing at all the dirty details. Mm. It's because I was interested to find out how your fella would react had it been tightly knit. So in that case, I'll have to use my two fellas here. How do you react to a story like that? It's going to be trickier for you, Adam, because you're not a parent, but OJ, can you put yourself in that position? I, I can As a man, myself... what do, there'd be blokes listening to this that's it's happened to, and it's great we're starting to talk about what girls do, but I guarantee there's some fellas at home going, you never feel like you've got the right to join in on the grief, on the pain, on this, because, you know, well, I'm just a man, or I've got these dangly bits that fire ammo. I can't join in on the growing-y bits, but really, you can't help it if your brain is experiencing something. It happened to us. So I can tell you firsthand, so not not that far along.
2: We went for the 12-week scan. I don't think, my wife very much said at the time, no one was talking about it. She, you know, she grieved about it. She found it very difficult that you have all these support networks for getting pregnant. There's no support networks for losing a baby. The early pregnancy care is brilliant. As soon as it goes wrong, no one cares really, you know, when she went through the the miscarriage. But we went for the 12-week scan and there was nothing there, you know, in, in my wife's head. She very much wanted another baby and I, you know, I, this is once again talking about feelings that's, I guess difficult to do I hadn't yet got my head around it I hadn't got my head around the fact we were having a second one so for me walking right, in so you're
1: having a double you went, you went into the second
2: and then, I wasn't you, I think not into it is a difficult way of putting it and, and paints me out to be somebody who wasn't Committed to it because I was. You can't
1: help the way you feel. Sometimes well. your heart, your, your head's going. Well, we must, we must process this. Your heart's going, mate. I'm still in Falaraki. Yeah, in the shots. <laughs> there's, there's one thing talk about. There's another thing. I don't want to upset anyone by saying. Of course, it. I understand. But we're t- we're talking about things you can't help but so, well, I suspect a lot of women have similar emotions.
2: Yeah, and we went in and we and we came away and we would got dressed up to go to a nice restaurant in town afterwards after the 12 week scan. It was oh, like we were going to do that and we walked out. And there was nothing there, and there was tears. And we sort of bowled on through. We went to a very nice tapas restaurant in Manchester and drank red wine. And, you know, it was, it was such a stupid thing. And then the weeks that followed, when, when the miscarriage happened, it was awful. And then it was... I felt bad about the fact that I wasn't on board with it to start with. And it sort of looked that I was relieved that it happened. You know, and it wasn't. I was just refused to think about it, refused to feel it, and just went straight back to work and didn't care about it. I, and I don't know what's su- right and what's wrong. And that's not supporting that, Adam. Obviously, as, as the neutral of yeah. this debate...
3: I can't. I, I'd, I'd struggle to add any an intelligence to that debate, to be honest, because I can't possibly Okay, understand. let me ask you
1: this. What would your, insti- would your instinct be to talk about your missus with it, or to let her have a grief and have a little process and be with her female friends, or would you, would um, you be in there separate? What's no, your instinct say?
3: Knowing my current missus, she would need me to talk to her about it. She would need the support and for me to listen to her exactly how she's feeling and for me to add what i think yeah. i didn't
2: uh, i didn't talk to you about it i couldn't
3: do it i, I would i don't think i'd ne- it'd necessarily come as easy to me i think maybe it would come slightly easier than other men because of being a comedian it's just it's so weird, And like... i do tend to turn tragedy into comedy when I, when it happens to but me comedians um, find it easier not to
1: discuss stuff and then pick up a microphone and discuss it with strangers <laughs> yeah. if i can say anything to the audience don't date a comedian well we're, we're out of time um I can't thank you enough, for particularly at the end there, for being so honest, Lou. And OJ, said some very profound things I wasn't expecting to come out with. Thank you for that. And also, Adam, you've been absolutely amazing. Thank you for talking about that and your family. And uh, thank you for me for being... Amazing as well. Um, if you want to download this, if someone's, if you're listening to it on someone else's device, or you haven't subscribed. Do go to wherever you normally get your podcast. You can catch up on episodes one to five. It's not always stuff like parents. We've talked about height, body, hair, muscles, willy size. We've gone there. We actually we spoke about crying, and it was the funniest one we've done. Do leave a review if you liked it. If you haven't, important message from our sponsors. Fuck off. Um, no, but do leave a nice review if you've in enjoyed uh, what you've heard. That, I just want to say thank you very much to our panel. Adam Rowe, OJ Borg, Lou Conrad. Thank you very much for coming, audience. This is been Boys Don't Cry. I've been Russell Kane. Good